The future will be great, but today is just as incredible. It's time for you guys to meet Nissan's most advanced lineup. If you can't get enough adrenaline, there's the all-new 400 HP Nissan Z. Or for your off-road adventures, check out the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. If you're a spontaneous road tripper, hop in the Nissan Pathfinder. And for something more electric, there is, of course, the stylish Nissan Aria. So, let's enjoy the ride. <laughs> 2023 R E N Z not available for purchase. Expanded availability this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 R E. The speed that you read that ad, it's like it's like the 10,000 hours type shit. Like eh, by the time we're done promoting the wonderful Nissan automobile line, you are going to be as good. If not the best yeah. at, at reading commercials fast. Great. Well, I'm glad I'm improving at something. Um, you know, it's it's always nice to yeah. put one foot in front of the other. One day at a time, as they say, you know. As if one was walking down the catwalk or the New York Stock Exchange. <sighs> you know, the lines have been blurred, if you ask me. I can't tell where money starts and fashion begins. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's a that's a start. What else you got? That's it. That's all I got. For the BOF headline, that's good, but it's not, you know. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, it's not print good. I'm feeling a little cooked, Jason, because it's so hot outside. It's really sucking the life out of me. Okay. So today you are in New York. I'm in Los Angeles. So we are not recording live and uncut. It's not live and uncut. But that's good. I think that'll be for the best. Do you? <laughs> why, why do you think that? <laughs> I think because we're both in a state. That's true. You know? And I don't want to be a lazy potter. I pushed myself too hard when I when I got here. I want to know because when I when I think you know going out traveling, partying, whatever, and you push yourself too hard, to me the brain goes to drug and alcohol abuse. But you, <laughs> this is just regular. Yeah, you you tired life abuse. Yeah, it's just um, just old. Well, I woke up at four a.m. to go to the airport. Four thirty, four thirty. No, I woke up at four and was picked up at 4 30 what time was your flight though six mm, freak show because you had to because because balenciaga had a show very early so you had to i had no choice but the 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 i, I did re, i reached a personal milestone on this flight that i would like to tell you and the listeners all about jason i woke up early and chose not to have any coffee I was like, you know what? I'm really gonna try to sleep. I only got four hours last night because we had the we had Al's birthday party the night before. I'm like, I need to I need to get some that's sleep. A, that's impressive. I need to get some sleep. That's impressive. I thugged it out. Oh, and the, and you know, I get on the plane. Guess what, Jason? It's an old plane. <laughs> so I'm already I'm a little bit like, damn, this Delta One ain't hitting properly. So you did have Delta One. I, had, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had Delta One. Okay. But but you know, you've the old one. It just doesn't hit the same. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 not great. No, so no, 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 no. so I get it. I'm like, all right, I'm still gonna try to do it. I'm still gonna try to do it. I woke up. 45 minutes left in the flight. Wow. First time in my entire adult life I've ever wow. been able to sleep on a plane. To, to that extent. So, what? Wh- how long before wheels up did you fall asleep? You well, the, you can't recline the bed until wheels are up. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. It, the, I literally slept. I think the flight was five hours, and I slept for you know four hours and fifteen minutes. Damn, bro. I mean that. I know the hundreds of flights I've been on in my life. I've probably done that like two or three times, and every time you do it. You know, I feel like I'll remember that moment more than like the birth of my first child or <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. 
No, I felt so energized for the last 45 minutes of the flight. I just blazed through a 5,000-word article about Jack Antonoff in The New Yorker. Oh, my God. Didn't even turn on the TV once. I was living I was living my best life. But, yeah, it, it really was. It, it's invigorating in a way that I, I didn't think I was capable of this. I, I really didn't think it was possible. Why, why did you choose to fumble that in the 11th hour and read a Jack Antonov article. Oh no, I've been holding on to this article for a, a print read. <laughs> for a rainy day? I well, I had wanted to read it. Treating it like me in this Cat Williams special. I just exactly, haven't found the exactly. right I was, time yet. I was holding it. I was holding it and then I found the right time and it is exactly what I thought it would be. Okay, Nothing. was it a hate read? No, it wasn't a hate read because I was like maybe maybe there'll be some interesting insights into his process or his personality that will make me understand his appeal. And it was exactly the opposite of that. So you set up your little folding chair and you said, change my mind, New Yorker. And they tried and they didn't. And they didn't. Well, it's just like, it's just like, I love music. There's just nothing about like, (laughs) it's a lot about, it's a lot about bleachers, which is like a non-issue. Like no one gives a shit about bleachers. Like I don't care that he does a festival in New Jersey for 3000 people where he recreated his childhood bedroom for people to go in. (laughs) <laughs> like who get it's like, like that's just uh, dorky. it's like um johnny depp keep keeps bringing up the hollywood undead and it's like yeah yeah, okay. yeah exactly that was yeah, cool yeah, that exactly. one that uh 18 months you had a band with alice cooper yeah it ain't pirates of the caribbean chief uh mm-hmm. but yeah i antonov and, and much like much like johnny antonov thinks that bleachers is taylor swift and he's sadly mistaken mm. um Mm-mm. but yeah no it's, it's just nothing happens in it there's no insight there's no i mean there's a little bit about like his his songwriting process or whatever but like it's like everybody else's mm-hmm. like people come into the room and then they just talk <laughs> to each other for a little while and get to and then and then somebody picks up an instrument and it might be just a guitar it might just be a keyboard and then someone starts humming under their breath it's like, yeah, that's how literally every song in history has been written. <laughs> that's exactly how songs are written. Whether you're with the biggest songwriter in the world or you're a band in high school, that's how songs are written. I don't understand how that's revolutionary. Well, I mean, thank God that all this stuff is bad. Like, thank God all of these all these interviews with musicians are bad because that means that it's it's better for us. Because I used to complain all the time of like, this is just the same bullshit every time. Like. You know, like even Letterman interviewing uh, Billie Eilish for his yeah his show. I saw that Netflix show. It's just kind of like, yeah. Sometimes a song will just start with like a simple like drum line, and from there we'll add like a piano to it. And Dave's like, oh wow, this sounds amazing. <laughs> when the song is like ready, then we'll add like vocals, and those are like when you put words. That is it. That's literally what this was. I'm like, okay, and it goes on about bleachers. It does talk about him dating one hot chick and then now dating a new hot chick. So I guess that makes him look good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, thankfully, all these people don't want to ask them about what their favorite pills are and stuff like that. So we still um, have a reason. We, we, yeah. We still got a job. I might be. I was told yesterday, actually, um, that I might be having an encounter with Antonoff in the in my near future. So I'm going to ask him about his pills and just kind of jot it down. Um, and then let you know just so we have that information. I'm assuming, first. is this is this planned interaction? Is this like a Dumois thing? Like you heard rumblings, he's gonna hit you with a, a lead pipe in the leg. No, like, I heard he was gonna uh, be. I was like gonna a figure skater. I was gonna hear. I heard he was gonna be in line at Prince Street Pizza this afternoon. So I was told just to roll up on him, kind of <laughs> ask him where Claro is. Save Claro. I'm just gonna be screaming, save Claro. 
Where's Claro? <laughs> the Claro conservator- Conservatory? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to try to save Claro from, from Jack Antonoff after reading that article. But yeah. Let's just hope Jack doesn't appear on Sky Ferreira's new record, huh? I mean, look, my fingers are crossed, but the motherfucker's everywhere, bro. He can't. He's like fentanyl. No, he he's like fentanyl. There's a little bit everywhere. <laughs> he did say that, that you know, he knows that, that he won't be on top forever, which I liked, that he knows that he is <laughs> one day going to fall and there will be people celebrating that fall. Oh, okay, okay. You know, so he's got a he's got a good, better perspective than I than I thought before. Okay, that's good. But I did, yeah. So I landed. I felt great, and then it took an hour and forty five minutes to get to the city. It's hot as hell outside. Of course, the cab driver's got the windows down. I'm like, bro, the windows down shit don't work when we're in standstill traffic. That's not. There's no. There's no breeze. Let's let's get your cheap. I'm paying for this ride. Let's put the windows up. Let's get the AC on. Mm-hmm. He he didn't. You didn't even spring for the water ice or anything. No, damn, bro. So I get home and I'm feeling good still. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm gonna go. For, let me go for a run. You know what I mean? Let me go for a run. I need, to, I need to kind of reset. And it was just absolutely fucking brutal. So it was like 90 degrees out there? Easily 90 degrees. The streets were absolutely packed. It was chaos. And I felt good for about half of it. And the last half, I was just, I was trudging. I haven't sweat like that in a while. My little Molly ass was teeth chattering yesterday in, in Los Angeles at the festival. I was DJing. I mean, I was wearing pants for God's sakes. I was cold as fuck. No, it's, it's, it's an unseasonably warm July, May right now in the Big Apple. Mm-hmm. But I did, I was able to finish the run successfully and then do a patented, um, I learned this from my dad. You kind of lay a towel down on the floor mm-hmm. and you just kind of lay there for about an hour. So you can stop sweating before you take a shower because you'll just keep sweating through the shower. Yeah, that's a move that I have that I do uh, out of the sauna all the time, and it's very relaxing to just lay on like a hard floor, you know. Oh, it feels great. So I got one of my CB monogram towels, a gift from Dear Dana. Mm-hmm. Kind of put that on the hardwood, and you know, I just, I just, bro- you know, I started breathing through my nose and out through my mouth. Ah. Namaste. I just think it's funny that you would travel to New York this weekend. With uh, with monkeypox being so unpredictable right now over there, I could have gotten monkeypox from any low level editor of Vogue this morning. I don't know. <laughs> well, I I heard recently that it spreads like through like se- it's like sexually transmitted. So I, I guess I assume that you'd be fine. We'll skip ahead. This morning was the the Balenciaga show at the New York Stock Exchange, and there were a lot of celebrities in attendance. And I went to Dior last week in L.A. Not quite as many celebrities. I got to be honest <laughs> no, with you. I was a little disappointed. No shit. Burna Boy and the and the hot guy from Emily in Paris ain't comparing to Kanye, Offset, Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. Newly married Chloe Sevigny in the building. Oh, wow. Extreme amounts of How Long Gone alumni, of course. Okay. You know what I mean, we had... You know the ent- the entire GQ staff. I mean, Rachel was there, <laughs> Steph Yatko was there, Liana was there, mm-hmm. Mel Ottenberg was there, Daniel Arnold's in the building. Okay, I mean, I, I could go on. Were, were there anybody there where you're like, hmm, how'd you get in here? Uh, oh yeah, like forty people that are Balenciaga's best customers that look the absolute right, craziest. Right, right. They look crazier than anybody. They look crazier than Kanye West wearing a leather jacket and a hooded sweatshirt when it's mm-hmm. hundred degrees outside. He's sweating it out. Okay, well, yeah, I'm sad. I'm sad that I wasn't able to go due to my DJ schedule, but I know you were mi- you were missed. People ask. Actually, I, I finally got to link with friend of the show Brian Boy. Oh, really? Who was obviously wearing an insane outfit, topped off by a a gold like fitted hat with a money sign on it. 
Rachel was like, what's up with that hat? He's like, it's from Amazon. <laughs> and then he also showed me that he was wearing other Amazon <laughs> garments, but was also carrying a you know $30,000 Hermes bag to kind of high-low that bitch. I like Brian, man. Um, I like that he does a little Amazon hunt. He did ask about you. And he also was like, because the stock exchange is, you know, it's it's his... Brian's husband is a finance guy mm-hmm. and he was like this isn't what it looks like he just has four monitors and a keyboard I'm like do you ever know what's going on he's like no I just spend the money oh, I was like all right well I, I appreciate that and I feel like it's true I feel like it's not even a character I feel like it's 100% true so it was good to, it was good he's he's really living it he's really living it so it was yeah it was good to see him Dean Kissick of course in the building as well fashions Dean Kissick was in the building it was so there there was like a Balenciaga Adidas kind of was it was that the undertone going on? Well, there was a. F- I mean, they did like you know, eighty pieces of their regular collection, which had some cool suits, some nice uh, alligator briefcases. Um, there were some other things that are on my little wish list. Mm-hmm. But then it went into the more TJ section of the Adidas Balenciaga collaboration, um, and there were. I picked out a few items for you, actually. I don't think you did. I don't think you could afford it, Chris. I can't afford it, and <laughs> there's a nice pair of Adidas Balenciaga jorts. That I feel like you could pull off. Well, of course I could pull it off, but do I want it? Was the question. We'll see. I mean, look, it's up to Just you. Send it to send it over to the house, Chris. Send it over to the house. We'll take a look at it. I'll have them. I'll have them send it. But yeah, it was a. It was a. Um, it was a nice morning over at the stock exchange, and then I walked home to do this podcast and looked like I got out of a fucking shower when I got back. Um, so I'm feeling a little uh, burnt out. But I didn't do Molly yesterday and DJ for a field of uh revelers so i i'm still i must <laughs> a field of revelers this, the, the them jeans fans the the i mean the the droves and droves of them jeans fans that drove to beautiful pasadena for an overcast uh music festival um the king of mm-hmm. indie sleaze them jeans <laughs> let's let's get a full recap uh who was there? Who wasn't there? Well, first of all, i don't like that the photo that you posted of me <laughs> DJing doing during sound check when they hadn't opened the doors yet has hundreds and hundreds. Well, my favorite response to th- and hundreds of likes on there, so everyone assumes that I was DJing to no audience. The, my favorite was somebody said it's giving <laughs> MAGA rally. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on. I mean, yes, it is giving MAGA rally, but to you know, to quote Trump, it was fake news. This photo was taken during sound check. Exactly. No, no, I know your inauguration was huge. People did love that photo, but it, I, I had to post it because Carolyn sent it to me because I liked the duality of of you know your face huge, but also the huge logo. You know what I mean? I don't know if I would have caught that during the set. So what did you? Yeah. So from the for the <laughs> for the valet set from noon to twelve thirty, what did you? What kind of zone? Don't call it the valet <laughs> set. <laughs> what kind of zone? God damn it. <laughs> What kind of zone were you in for the valet set? I w- it was a bad zone. It was, it was a bad zone. No, I mean like it was. I was DJing from twelve till twelve thirty on the main stage. So you know that's just kind of like. So hold on, who's directly after you? Who play? Who has to play at twelve thirty? Directly after me is a band called the Cribs. Oh, okay, British. No, no, they, they were pretty. Yeah, big. they're pretty. They're, you have beef with them? Yeah. Well, you know there was a ro- the, the the stage was on a rotating <laughs> turntable. Yeah. That's oh. So you're familiar. So it was on a techniques. That's cool. Yeah, you weren't the first person to make a cool turntable joke to the one DJ playing on that stage. <laughs> stage on 1200, continue. Yeah, all the fucking you, local <laughs> 300, 790 made a lot of those jokes too, Chris. Do better. Yeah, so the, the stage is a rotating turntable, so one band finishes, the stage rotates, and the next band plays, so it's kind of like... Uh, 
you know, between the two stages, there's there's never a, a moment without music. So I was like ready to play at twelve, and they were kind of like the that the, the cribs were having some sound check issues, and they were feeling rushed. They were feeling rushed. They play. If I'm, they play like ramshackle British guitar music. That's right. Like that's what? Right. No, what they actually on? sounded. They actually sounded great. But yeah, they're good. But it's a it's a three piece band, drums, bass, guitar. You know, and I think they're just kind of like, well, I, if this fucking tall dumbass DJ wasn't sitting here, you know, ready ready to chuck on, then uh, then I would have a it, like they were they wanted someone to blame for. Did you have to pour a pint on one of their heads, <laughs> or did it end peacefully? No, I just stood there because I had I had to stand there and watch them kind of like argue amongst themselves and with like the monitor tech guys a little bit. I mean, it wasn't like a real serious thing, but it was just kind of like a. Yeah, we'll just figure it out when we get going. And they were a little uneasy about that, and they were they wanted somebody to blame, and that person was a little bit mean because I was like filming them while they're doing this, like this is cool, man. We're on a stage, <laughs> and like I was taking pictures of them while there was like a giant Interpol logo behind them, like this is funny, and they're like it's not funny. Damn. For some reason, the good people at Golden Voice, instead of using uh, a logo of mine mm-hmm. from the internet, they found a logo. That was uh, unauthorized, <laughs> an unauthorized logo created without permission by Outdoor Voices. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So <laughs> when Outdoor Voices had the recreationist, the recreationalist, their their um, content arm. Yes, it was their editorial wing. So someone from the editorial wing uh, took it t- took it upon themselves to create a them jeans uh, logo. Uh, lock up and then use that in the piece and you're telling me that the good people at Golden Voice went online ripped that from the internet and then blew it up uh, stadium size <laughs> to sit next to your peanut head while you DJed yesterday? That is exactly true and I, and I had no idea that any of this was happening <laughs> until I was on stage DJing. Can I ask you a, one, one other quick follow up question? <laughs> How is the how is that artwork high enough resolution to work? It was a 400 pixel 72 DPI, you know, internet image, you know, it was maybe like 500 by 500 res and it was on a, an LED projection screen, you know, twice the size of whatever is going on at crypto.com arena. It was just So it's so is it, it is couldn't it, be a more it was it was so pixelated it's like, that doesn't it matter. It's good. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's not Yeah, it almost it was so pixelated that it it, it appeared that that was the intended I see. plan. It was it was it. a true indie sleaze troll kind of. Like it was like a It was it was like a it was like a data mining pixel shift like fucked up. That's cool. That's like internet art kind of feel. Yeah, that's what was happening at Balenciaga this morning too they had all the screens glitching during during the show yeah yeah, yeah. okay so same kind of vibe, interesting kind of vibe all right so but also they wanted to make sure that the recreationalist logo logo from outdoor voices was still on my logo as well so that is very very weird and i would like to find the person who did that and ask them questions not in an aggressive manner of course but just to understand, let's wait until my uh, let's wait until the check clears before of course. we start going. I think it's more a testament to Outdoor Voices' strong SEO <laughs> and them jeans' lack of SEO, and that's something oh, we could no. tackle together. I know, I know. I mean, that's just how these things always go. It's just there's always no. You're right. There are a thousand photos of you and I on the internet, and each one is as easy uh, to find as the other ones. None of them are more difficult to access than any other photos. 
and they always use you know the absolute worst photo or logo or yeah. whatever it is. It's just the rule of the internet of of how it goes. Unfortunately, I, I feel like as management, I kind of slacked here on not sending them the appropriate press materials uh, beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I'll take the L on that. You can give me fifteen percent. No call, no show. You, he had to go you, to Balenciaga. You can fine. give me fifteen percent instead of twenty on this one. It's no big deal, Chief. Yeah, I'll give you fifteen percent of my drink tokens. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So at tw- from twelve to twelve thirty, the cribs are side eyeing you while they sip on their Stellas and kind of adjust mm-hmm. their beetle boots. And you are <laughs> on the one. How many? First of all, how many CDJ? You better have had four CDJs. I had eleven CDJs going. Okay. I didn't use all <laughs> so of them at the same time, but I just kind of needed to know that they were there. You had three super soakers, two birthday cakes, eleven CDJs <laughs> at noon, and you're playing. What kind of stuff are you playing? Like, are, are we playing house? Like, what what is the mood at noon? Yeah, I was I was playing kind of like slower, chill music because it was like right when the doors were opening. So it's like. 105 to 115 bpm kind oh, of I love, range. oh i love when you get into your bpm bag thank you for that getting the thing started no we're not we're not blasting bloody beat roots over people's heads we're not doing any stage diving music there's no day and night remixes in sight oh no oh day and night remix can't come out till the sunset i'll lose my fucking Absolutely. mind when that comes on Absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh boy you know a, a half an hour dj set is it's over before it begins there's nothing that can really happen. But you returned. You returned to the decks, just different decks later in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was a separate DJ area. The center space tent. It was actually the beauty bar lounge where oh, they God. recreated Jesus. the decor of the beauty bar. Unclear if it was authorized or not. No one wants the decor of the beauty bar, <laughs> original or recreated. <laughs> oh, I could smell. I could smell it. That's disgusting. So there, there was some pink. There's some pink walls. They set up some, you know, some mirrors, and then the. Hold on, I bet they did. Was the was the was it the L <laughs> A location, the Vegas location, the New York location? Just a general <laughs> hodgepodge. <laughs> As if you could tell the difference between, <laughs> as, if, as if each location had a uniquely, you know, unique decor. I'm difference. sure they had different architects and designers work on the properties, Jason. But I guess, I guess we can't be sure. No, you just you go to the local swap meet. You buy five chairs that would be in a in a salon in the '60s. And you uh, you put those in, you know. You got some old bottles that used to have barbicide in them. And <laughs> so it's a couple so it, uh, hair dryers. So what from you're saying 1963. is So what you're saying is the beauty bar set that you were DJing on was a photo op, a kind of an Instagrammable moment. It was the idea. Leave it to the good people at Golden Voice to create a DJ area that is not only a dance floor, but it's also an interactive experience that you could share as social media content as well. Are you saying the decor was so photogenic, or are you saying there were other interactive? No, I'm just saying it wasn't. It wasn't a a, a club. It was an experience. It was I see. you. You're transported mentally, physically, okay, to uh, to a new place, a time when things were a little bit simpler. You know what I mean? So you what did the, did your style of music change when you hit the bu- beauty bar uh, decks? A little bit, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. No, I I was definitely, you know, when you hear somebody say like you never like nothing gets you more um, motivated than like a bad set. I guess maybe like comedians will say that, or like bands or singers will say that, like. If you have a if you have a bad set, you really it's like kind of eye opening. And I, I didn't have a bad set; it was it was good. But <laughs> I had I had like so many things about DJing that you forget 
you know it is like riding a bike like i can mix music you know and i haven't dj'd in a long time and it's still fine but like all the other little parts about it that you kind of forget of like blowing your load too fast and like the the kind of the art form of djing yeah just all the stuff that you you don't really know about until you've really you know held your feet to the fire as they say so like you can do all the planning in the world and get it all ready to go and build the perfect playlist but if the crowd is like yeah we don't want your fucking (laughs) dumbass playlist and you have to pivot that's kind of where you separate the good from the great I didn't blow my load too early, but I didn't not. I kind of beat them over the head with banger after oh, banger. Oh, I see. You took it them. Was, it was sublime. You took them to the heavy bag and said, we're not leaving until you're bloody. I came out of the gate really strong, but uh, I gassed myself out, unfortunately. The only question like I, McGregor. I have is what drugs were you on? And did they contribute to your... DJ set mishap. There was there was no mishap. I just had to kind of scramble. The fans couldn't. The fans couldn't notice. Only nobody. TJ nobody could tell. Nobody could tell. Not even the greats in the house. Cool as a cucumber. Yeah, the, the greats <laughs> in the house. Cobra Snake seen you DJ badly so many times he wouldn't even know what hit him. Yeah, cut copy was none the wiser. You kind of have to be like, oh yeah, like get a little more creative with uh, stretching it out. You make it work, and that was good. I I, I made sure to not get too mm-hmm. inhibited before and i wanted to wait until afterwards which i did i, I did get a i was pretty drunk when i was, by the time i finished djing which is what what kind of hard seltzers were you sipping on there was no i my rider was a bottle of tequila and some some perriers some cold brewskis and that was it oh, i forgot you had a little you had a, a tj motorhome uh what's it called star wagon oh yeah star wagon so I had a star wagon. So you had some you had some carrots and some tequila in there and it was just you and the old bros or or did was it Yeah, I was I was putting the oats and honeys down. <laughs> I got crumbs all over that fucking star coach. Mm-hmm. How how many people <laughs> did you have to talk to that you never thought you would see again and you thought maybe they were dead? That was the that was the main thing I was worried about. I was telling Carolyn about that on the way there of like I don't I don't necessarily have anxiety about about having to run into old people that i hadn't seen because we were talking about that with coachella like when you i mean you're a pro i've never seen anyone do it the way you can it's honestly you're you're a it's it's unbelievable it's like watching a ballet if you could get paid for being good at stopping chats i wouldn't be talking to you fucking broke hoes let's just say that well not not just stopping chats jason because i'm i also pride myself of being quite good at stopping chat yeah stopping chats with people you have no interest in talking to or you don't remember who they are that's kind of your sweet spot stopping chats with people whom i have no clue who they are that it's unbelievable i've seen it i can tell in your face you're like i got nothing <laughs> uh but luckily luckily the recipient of the chat can't tell that and is able to think that you love them and were happy to mm-hmm. see them. Sometimes they can tell and they'll call me out on it, but uh, but in that situation, you know, who's the joke on is what I always like to say. Exactly. Yeah, if yeah, now if you're calling me out, you're already a loser. You don't remember me, do you? No. Oh, you got uglier. Yeah, I forgot. So there was <laughs> there were loser. a lot of positive old run-ins and stopping chats like Wow, I'm actually very excited to see you. I was ran, I ran into Switch, the ex uh, major laser. What is what does he do now? I think he still produces music. Um, no, he's he's like one of the most legendary dudes of all time. Like so fucking funny. Just he's just like a straight up, you know, he's like a Liam Gallagher kind of guy. Like, what was he? What was he doing there? 
He was just fucking about, yeah. He was he moved to Sierra Madre, which is like a yeah kind of woodsy neighborhood near Pasadena. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's a cute neighborhood, it's kind of nice. And he was showing me, he's like, yeah, I've got I got these. It's like bears in his backyard because he lives like near the wilderness. So he's like, oh, um, he's going to show me a video of like a bear sighting in his backyard. You've probably seen it on the news or something before. He pulls out his phone and first of all, he has like a pool with like multiple waterfalls you know it looks like fucking beyonce's house like and there are three full-size grizzly bears taking a bath in his <laughs> in his waterfall in his pool and i'm like what? bro first of all congrats on being fucking guapped up like this like that's a it's, it's Damn, an expensive neighborhood to live in and he has he must have had some sunset publishing unfortunately for wes yeah so the catalog yeah <laughs> my publishing's all gone he's you're saying there's three full-size bears in his pool three full-size biz- <laughs> grizzly bears and they were it was almost like a, like a cartoon like one of them had like one of those sponges with a stick and they're kind of hitting the back and like yeah, yeah, they're yeah. rolling around having a having a gas and we were like they're all they're all soaped up yeah and we're like what do you like what do you do like like this is a cool video but also like does that mean that like bears have taken over your home and you are sort of just at their mercy you have this beautiful you know palatial forest estate but you can't even go in the backyard squatters rights case to me it's a squatters thing and he said he basically has like an understanding with them with the (laughs) bears and he kind of just shoes them he just has to be like all right off you go like turn the hose on and they'll just run away i'll let you do your thing for a little while but then it's time to go yeah you know i got a couple people coming over we're gonna you know grill up some korean short ribs or something like that i gotta use the pool now guys and you'll give him a little scram maybe bring the broom out and give him a little a uh, little ta-ta and they're like okay cool it's all good wow and i like to see that you know it's all fun and games until someone you know someone gets mauled it's a, it's inevitable but i hope he doesn't have kids that he knows about <laughs> he definitely doesn't have any kids that he knows about yeah it was the my biggest takeaway was peaches the 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 musician peaches yeah i saw actually feist was posting about this you know because everyone at this festival it's it's all these throwback bands and you know hives and franz ferdinand and them jeans you know all the greats are there everyone's old everyone you know there's kids running around backstage it's a it's a much different environment you know what i mean not kids backstage not kids backstage to put it in terms that you know or that you might understand, like when we were at Coachella and you're hanging out in like the artist backstage area and then there's all these just like music managers and TikTokers and, you know, short agents running around like they're more important than everyone. It's like a whole thing. And then when we went to go see Spiritualized, it was just a bunch of old butt rockers like drinking canned beer and talking about, you know, oh, how's the kids? You know, but, you know it had like a yeah, family reunion no, kind true. of vibe of like we're all kind of lifers and and like th- this is the ninetieth festival that I've played in my life and it's just kind of that vibe. This it was like that, but the, for the whole festival, so everyone was just like, uh, everyone knew each other. It was all chill. There's no security, like all in everyone's ass. There's no like scanning your wristbands. It was all. Just, it was all love. Are you saying it was all love? It was all love. Yeah, it was all love, but. Because of that, because everyone's kind of old and like, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I like doing this, but, you know, let's be honest, I'm kind of here to get a check and that's kind of about it. But Peaches was like, I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do the best job that I can do. And she came out uh, with a walker, 
like to kind of make a joke about how old everyone is <laughs> and like the walker had sound effects so like when she would walk like her sound person would turn on like a little squeaky like oh that's <laughs> nice that's like a nice touch thing. that's a nice touch and then like she stands in the middle of the stage and it's silent like no one is saying anything there's no music playing and she like grabs the side of her head and like cracks her neck and then the sound guy's like <laughs> and then cracks her the neck pulls her microphone out of her purse and kicks her walker and then starts performing and wearing the most insane outfit, you know, more or less nude the entire time. And this was at 2 p.m. Did she shut it down? Like, was this successful? It was. At first, we were, it was like 2 p.m. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go like get a drink, walk around, whatever. And then Peaches started playing. I'm like, oh, let's check out the, let's check out the beginning, you know, see how it is. We'll watch it for a minute and then go walk. And we were kind of dumbstruck. Yeah. And then we just sat there and watched it the whole time. It was like when Brazil's Anita performed at Coachella. I was like, eh, booty's going to move like that. I'll stick around for a while. It was the same thing. It was just like, what the fuck is she doing? And she won the crowd over at the, at the, at the beginning. She was like doing kind of call and response, sing along songs. And, and the crowd was not responding. And she was like, oh, hey, guys, like when I say this, you say this. And that's how the song goes. And everyone was just like, uh, what the fuck is going on? And then, you know, 45 minutes later at the end of her set, she had massed a huge audience. People are cheering. Everyone was loving it. And I was like, damn, I'm, I'm so impressed that you are like, you care this much to be like, I'm playing this fucking festival at 2 p.m., you know, and I play like intense, like crazy electro clash music, and I'm not, you know, it's not like the shins, or it's not like yeah, a, no, that I mean, it's, it's it, it couldn't be the worst setting. Like I should be playing at at six a.m. in like a German fucking yeah dungeon squat for what I'm doing, but I'm playing like in a park with a bunch of is there a full band you know, people who have like an, like service animals and stuff? No, it was just her, just her and and a few dancers. Damn, that's lit. And it well, so did you watch anybody else? And was anybody else good or memorable or no? Hell no, I didn't watch shit. I just hung out with everyone. I, I don't know. I mean, I wanted to just sit around. I, all I want to do at festivals, if I have a my own trailer and tent backstage in the artist area, I'm gonna sit at that table and drink beers and smoke cigs all day long, and then people <laughs> just come over and hang out. You're just like, hey, what's up, bro? I haven't seen you in a long time. You kick it. You need to use the bathroom. It's right there. You need to get a refill. It's right there. Let me ask you a better question. Did anybody from TJ's past look better than worse? Ooh, interesting. I mean, there were a lot of people who looked just normal and and about right how they're supposed to look, and I felt good about that. There was nobody this time where I was like, Mamma Mia, what happened to you, brother? Okay, so nobody nobody had gone so far down the the hole. It was okay. And I I, I was a little anxious about that. I was like, oh, fuck. Yes, I am good at doing stop and chats. Yes, I am able to handle it but what if i have to do it 75 times today will i start to fatigue you know but it, it, it was so nice it was super positive i'm glad i got no complaints i'll do it all over again i'm glad that this happened and i'm also glad that you got paid for it mm-hmm. um i'm not glad that i missed it it's all good i mean you got to go to a balenciaga show at the New York Stock Exchange, I think that's cool and culturally relevant. Yeah, no, no, it was fun. I'm, I'm happy I went. And there's an after party tonight that I'm hoping to stay up late enough to go to. Don't worry, we took good care of your your lucky lady. 
we were dancing all all day in the festival. She was having a blast. Lo, I know. You got to leave her uh, leave her back in LA more often, Chris. <laughs> I We'll have her back without a scratch. This is fun. I can't provide. You know what I mean? I go to a fashion show exactly. at 11, 11:30 in the morning and walk home in the in the sun. That's all I got. And I mean, I did I did though <laughs> mercifully have Harry's house in the AirPods. But I, I thought you don't like I thought you don't like Harry's house though. <laughs> It's it's a weird thing that's happening, Jason. I don't. I didn't love Harry's house. It's not that weird. Before the birthday celebration on Friday, I did watch the Harry's house full performance live stream. Uh, thanks to our friends at Apple Music. Available only on Apple Music. Available only. I, I didn't watch the Zane Lowe interview, uh, but I did. I did. I did watch that, and I, I have to say, it was so good. He's so good live. It like made me want to revisit the album. Okay, but it doesn't. It doesn't blow me away like the first two. The first two it was out of the park for me immediately. The first one was good. Second one bad. Third one bad. But you know, I was hoping for more, but I'm gonna force it. That's what I'm gonna do. Just like the Stones, man. They got a lot of good songs. They got ten times as many bad songs. But when they play live, you're like, fuck. They got it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Stones, Mick Jagger was firing shots this morning. Harry Styles doesn't have a voice like mine or move on stage like me. <laughs> Stop. He's like, yeah, he looks a little bit like me, I guess. But this motherfucker ain't got shit when it comes to the skills. So is he mad that, that people are comparing the two? Or was this just an out of context? Nobody asked him and he's... No, he I'm going to say it. he was asked something and they probably took his quote out of context to make it sound like he's hating on yeah. Harry Styles. Because I don't think Mick Jagger would hate on Harry right. Styles. Right, so uh, they they turned Mick, Mick Jagger into some clickbait. It's cr- it's crazy, right? How the media twists and turns those, those schmucks over at The Guardian. It's probably happened to him more times than than we can even count Mm -hmm. you know he's been famous for so long he's attacked and attacked and attacked all he does is give us great music (laughs) yes but harry does not sing like mick jagger or dance like him and neither does Haley baldwin or jessica alba i don't see me i don't see any of the yeah yeah i don't see the dancing and singing i would agree i don't even think they look that much alike even when they were younger i don't really see that oh fuck yeah shut the hell up mick jagger old ass he is old he's a fucking old as hell he is (laughs) he's old as hell and he's hating on the younger generation much like you i was Uh, thinking about water and water bottle drinking you know all that stuff you you drink a lot of water well very cool very cool jason (laughs) Very cool. You like this subject matter? You like this line of, of questioning so far? Yeah, this is, some, this is some cool stuff you've been thinking about. I can tell you're really firing on 100 today. So I, I was like walking the dogs in the neighborhood and I saw this kid, you know, and you know when you see like kids walk into school and they have like a giant backpack and they ha- it's like a tactical like marine kind of gear and they got their water bottle and their all their little things, and, you know, and it's like a kid who couldn't do like a one push-up on his knees kind of thing but he needs this giant water bottle so he can go sit in class whatever i love you calling this kid a bitch but go ahead yeah (laughs) most kids are a bitch that's just how it is not to sound like an old guy but and he was like walking to high school and i was it was i was remembering when i was in high school like the thought of like bringing a water with you would be that's social suicide you know the thought having a backpack oh yeah having a backpack you will get called the f word you know 11 times in one day basically showing showing up to school with nothing is the only is the only option yeah when i was in high school you had you had your books just books like under your arm and then you just and carry you the, the locker yeah yeah under your arm you just carry your books 
a pencil behind your ear and that's kind of about it and i'm not even that old and you know this sounds like it wasn't you know how life was in the 60s or something like that but well you also probably weren't trying very hard so that that could have something to do with it that's true but i mean but trying hard in high school is the used to be yeah it's deeply uncool uh really really dumb so you're saying that you're saying you see this kid you see this kid with a water bottle and you're thinking to yourself that's insane because if i would have carried a water bottle would gotten slapped out of my hand right so it was making me think like there could be a return or like a backlash of water. I'm predicting like a Lindy style um, resurgence of drinking fountain culture. Okay. And then a shunning of people who carry water around. Okay. I mean, look. And, you know, like before we'll say like certain things are, that's a female trait. Uh, obviously, that doesn't apply to drinking water because that's a thing that we all need to do to, to to survive, no matter what gender that you identify as. So, you know, I guess carrying water in a bottle is a is a pussy trait. Yeah. It, it's for pussies. No, it is. But it's also become a fashion statement because it's another way for people to, like, show what they like by, by purchasing a certain kind of vessel. Yeah, it's a way to identify and signal to others of this is how I like to carry my beverage. When did water drinking become popular the way it is now? At the ad with the advent of bottled water, yeah, it w- it was because um, like, you know what I mean. Like I think it was, it was that, and then it was also not to be old guy again, but the kind of like this is why we can't have nice things argument of people out there will eventually ruin it, and you have to fix it. Like drinking fountains were a thing that we would all use, and then at some point in our lifetime, you know, drinking fountains were, you know, it used to be like, oh, this is a drinking fountain, let's keep it clean. Uh, and we all just kind of kept it clean because we all used it every day and nobody wanted to. And then at some point, you know, high school kids were like, you know, pissing in it or just, that's right. you know, dumping garbage in it, spray painting it, smashing it with a hammer. So now in 2022, the thought of using a public drinking fountain is pretty disgusting. So you're you saying bring really... back, bring back the fountains is what you're saying. It's time for a fountain research. Well, I don't think it'll ever happen is the problem because it's not like our society is going to get better and not like fuck with stuff anymore, you know, like or any less like it's only going to get worse. So I don't think that anyone is going to like if we install a million drinking fountains, I don't think that's going to change. Like I think people are still going to not use them because we can't trust it. I still use a drinking fountain all the time at the Easton Gym in Hollywood. There's a great water <laughs> fountain that I use, and it's not very popular because everybody's got their little jugs. So that's interesting. The one place that most people do do a gallon yeah. jug, you don't bring the jug and you just use a drinking fountain. I like that. I prefer not to. I don't like to carry water around with me unless it's kind of dire. Okay, good. I, I drink the gallon at home most of the time and maybe i'll bring it in the car if i absolutely have to but i wouldn't bring i don't know i mean i guess i drink water on a plane you know what i mean i bring it on a plane mm-hmm. i buy my mm-hmm. avions at the airport like every everybody else the fact that people bring a nalgene to lax and wait in line for 30 minutes to fill it up <laughs> is cra- it's crazy to me it's crazy to me <laughs> but that is the popularity of the bottle that that's proof to your theory yeah and i i, I want i don't think there will be a backlash i just think it, i i think that there is a, a situation where we may be drinking too much water and we have become water dependent and we can't leave the house without a water. Well, look, and it's just kind of a pussy trait, you know? Like, I, I think that 
when you're always like eating little snacks and nibblers and almonds and you mean fruit and having a smoothie, you're never yeah. You're, ne- I, you're I'm rarely like really hungry, like that type of hungry where you're like, oh, I could eat a horse. Oh my gosh, I am st-, you know yeah because you your mom your mom keeps snacks in their purse for you, <laughs> so it's it's no problem for her to get little TJ some Cheerios. The the same way I'm never really thirsty unless you know it's like a hundred degrees out and you've been you know playing tennis all day and you're just like and then you know it's it's kind of like intermittent fasting or or edging or you know deprivation we need to remember what it's like to like have actual thirst and then quench that thirst and and enjoy it and if we're always just sipping all day we're never going to get there yeah i want to do more i want to do more deep diving on when water drinking became like this popular mm-hmm. where it's like every single person is carrying around a $40 sustainable water bottle attached to their backpack, no matter where, where they come from or where they're going. Who are the ad wizards that big Agua paid to create this? Big Agua did something. Cause I, you know, these companies, cause big Agua's <laughs> probably pissed now though. Cause big Agua's like, we had you guys paying $4 and 50 cents for water in a plastic bottle. Yeah. And now you're doing, you're buying one water bottle every three years. That's right. Damn. This is a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack. I agree with that, Chris, but you know, the, we're, this is, this story is still developing. Well, let's see. I'm going to, I'll look into how much it costs to kind of install a water fountain. See if we can get one for the house for your birthday. I don't want one in the house house wouldn't that be nice i guess it would be nice yeah have a little water fountain out by your pull-up bar that's nice i'm gonna start water fasting and that's not where you only drink water i'm gonna stop okay stop drinking water and just to see what happens i don't but like back in you know back in the 60s i don't know because i wasn't alive obviously but water was considered kind of bad like in a sporting event your coach would be like you know don't drink water you're gonna get a cramp you know drink this sugary gatorade (laughs) well no drink nothing yeah yeah, like the night before where you have to run around all day make sure you have five pounds of spaghetti meatballs so you can have enough carbohydrates (laughs) to fuel you and then when you're playing during the game don't drink water you're going to get a side cramp and you'll be on the bench obviously that sounds stupid now with the information that we know but also is it those were people who were strong who are living to a hundred? So you kind of want to you want to go back to kind of an old school like we eat steak, we smoke cigarettes, we eat pasta, we have wine, we have beer in a can kind of lifestyle. I, I want well, I mean, because that's kind of like the Lindy aesthetic of like we want to go back to some traditionalism, fifties, sixties, back when a man was a man and no one was a pussy and there was no right. gay stuff, the, you know. And there's thank some God bad my car takes it. gas like a fucking man. I don't <laughs> plug my car in like some of you pussies. Right. I don't see the issue in littering. Obviously there's some bad parts about it that go too far, but there's also some parts about it where like, yes, there were a lot of terrible things going on. Yes, it was very racist, sexist, littering, horrible for the environment, but also like there was no, you know, it was a time before the internet. It was a time before high fructose corn syrup. It was a time when a lot of people died for when they shouldn't have died because modern medicine hasn't caught up yet. But a lot of people who, like you said, just have beer and steak and c- cigarettes every day. And and they they weren't, they were fat, but in a different way, you know, like they looked strong. They looked. Yeah, they, no, they, I agree with they you. Didn't they didn't look like so, a farm animal. They didn't look so soft and, and soy boy, you know, they had, <laughs> they, they moved their body and they worked with their hands and they did things. This is a very interesting pivot for you. I'm ready for you to go back to kind of the before times, <laughs> as they say, 
you know, in some of these boroughs. <laughs> I think this could be really good for you to kind of discover what you're capable of as a man. And you've kind of been cheating yourself, really. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think, you know, in the 60s, you'd drink one Coke. It would be in a bottle. It would be made with real sugar. And you'd be fine. And now we drink four Diet Cokes in a can. It has no sugar in it, but everyone has cancer and is dying and is obese you know like so speaking of speaking of this actually i just saw a tweet today where uh azalea banks describes how to quit smoking can i just read this to you oh hell yes it's long just prepare for this okay oh, hold on i'm gonna eat a half an edible right now go ahead a high take high dose l glutathine and vitamin C, 20,000 IU vitamin D a day, liquid magnesium, raw shaved ginger root and hot water, key limes, buckwheat, mullein tincture, pepsid, daily substantiaceous B12 injections, seeded watermelon, <laughs> soursop tea and fruit, sarsaparilla root tea, sea moss, avocado, avoid dairy, refined sugar, caffeine, avoid fried foods, eat kimchi, try not to eat in the three hours before bed to avoid acid reflux. If you can make it to Santa Monica, there's an alkaline water store called Alcapuro. Drink two liters a day religiously carrot juice go see dr Joseph for cairo low emf infrared heating mats lymphatic drains massages with magnesium creams eat chickpeas if you can pull a veganish no alcohol month with rick simpson's oil plus melatonin plus lavender chamomile tea spiked with liquid magnesium melted sea moss globs shaved ginger root manuka honey for a 7 p.m sleep time you'll heal up super duper fast also check out food food for ingenious on ig best of luck Fuck. So this is this is to quit smoking. This is Azalea's advice on how to quit nicotine. This is this is a manifesto for life. Like this, makes I know. I think it's a little sport, bit. This of makes a... sporty and rich, or this makes goop look like fucking fuddruckers. You it know, does. this is this is the most advanced the first moss girly shit I've ever heard in my entire life. The first response to on Twitter is taking all this keeps you so busy you don't have time to smoke, which is a good point. I love Azalea Banks so much, man. I know. It's it's honestly it's crazy. She just said a bunch of words and even I would say that I read it pretty fast but she said the same thing, the same ingredients four times. Yeah. In different it was, it in was different hypnotizing. It was hypnotizing. It really was. I will walk to the end of the earth for Azalea Banks. I don't know why. I can't explain it. But I feel like she is the prophet and the chosen one, and uh, we should protect her at all costs. We got to get you. We got to get you two hotties in the same room. Just see what happens. <laughs> Palpable. I can't tell if it's going to be intercourse, like Sig smoking, or we're going to have a hit song on our hands. You know what I mean? Not a hit song. I think it'll be <laughs> it'll be one of those things where I try to endear her to to my styles and it will fail miserably yeah but in but in a way where she's like mm, there's something about this guy yeah i could see that i could see that for you i think i think she's probably in the right setting she's probably a less tough nut to crack than we assume and if i catch her on the wrong day i could i think we could become close friends i, I think i think so too and don't smoke around her because I, like, I don't want to get her started on it again because i don't know how she's doing financially right now it sounds like if she's going to santa monica to buy alkaline water things <laughs> good, are going okay bro that's honestly going to santa monica to buy alkaline water is fucking crazy god i just i need some i need there to be a vehicle for her that will that will just be you know like talking shit on other people on instagram stories is so far the best 
medium for for her mind but yeah i agree there needs to be something else i think unfortunately it's podcasting i want her like her to be in conversation with fran levowitz at an at a university or something i want her to be studied more so she can't no she needs she needs editing that's the thing ab if you're listening right now or somebody working on your team if you need a long editor my dms are open <laughs> Oh yeah, he he opened for Franz Ferdinand yesterday. Now he's editing Azalea Banks podcast today. Mm-hmm. The, things keep going up for TJ. I saw MIA's trailer, so you know you guys are in the same world. Did you babysit for her or anything, or did you guys see each other at all, or any interactions? Or I saw some. I saw some kids. There was there were two eight year old girls that were a da- daughters of uh, somebody I know, not just random children, but we kind of uh, became friends backstage. They wanted to like hang out with us, and then when we went to go DJ, they would go into the DJ area, and they had those like shooting range earphone yeah. covers on to protect their tiny ears. And they're dancing to all the songs I was playing. They were they were singing along to the song, like some of the songs. Like knew all the words. They had synchronized dances. Were their parents musicians? Were these were these? kids parents musicians i don't want i don't not professional musicians no but you know tenden, tangentially in that world that's pretty interesting so they i mean they had cool parents but it was like you know the same way i was looking at this kid with a water bottle and his giant backpack like when i'm looking at this eight-year-old i'm like man when i was eight i was like i like peanut butter jelly and i watch cartoon you know yeah it's changed it's changed a lot since then for you too fully formed adults who have irony and sarcasm if you can remember they, what what song did they know uh i think i was playing a robin song and they had uh they I, I played it and they were like oh this is the song and we have this dance that we do to this song and it was you know it, it, they look like they're in like a super bad style movie like just a couple of old pals and they were singing along to each lyric and just dancing it up. I'm like, fucking hey, man. That's beautiful. I hadn't even been to a bowling alley when I was your age. And you're at a fucking music festival I love on the, in the middle of the dance floor. I love Jason. It's an overcast in Pasadena. Jason's in hour two of his DJ set. <laughs> sipping on the Molly Dasani. to a couple eight-year-olds dancing to Robin. This is, this is what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of what it's all about, Jason. <laughs> it really is, man. It really is. It really is. Like bringing bringing that kind of music and that vision to the youth is kind of. I, I mean, I know you got paid, but it feels like charity to me. If I didn't get a check from the good people at Golden Voice, I wouldn't have been a problem because my love tank got filled up yesterday. I sure did. Exactly. Exactly. I could tell your love tanks filled up. I'm so glad to see the the youth of our world are doing great. I saw that today. I saw but that. But I was also like I I'm so glad I don't have kids that I have to drag around this fucking I saw that today too. There's you know? the person sitting across from me at Balenciaga brought their daughter and I could tell she was just absolutely like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, man. Whoever the parent was obviously works in fashion and et cetera, but it's still, they weren't ready for latex masks at noon, you know? I like that we both had things that happened at 2 p.m. that should not have happened yep. at 2 p.m. Yep, that's right. And luckily, the good people of uh, of the New York fashion world and Balenciaga they're going to bring their kids to a show and not their dog, I hope. No, no dogs. I didn't see a damn dog all day. It was beautiful. Thank God. It was beautiful. Security's tight down there. Sure, sure. And and that... Had to go through a metal detector, you know? I mean, it's serious. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I had to put the drugs I couldn't in, bring the th- I pocket. couldn't bring the thing on me. I couldn't bring the thing. <laughs> 
the thing being your contacts t2 it was a classic throw your wall on the table and keep walking chief not like canadian customs and tsa no not when it's tj going through known criminal <laughs> all right jason well la- i just wanted one i wanted to talk about one last thing really quick and then we'll finish it up please the uh chappelle mulaney controversy oh yeah talk about that because it'll be old news by the time if we don't talk about it today let me tell you what the controversy is jason <laughs> none of these guys are funny that's the controversy nothing none of these guys are funny <laughs> come on and also mulaney should know that his dorky ass white audience in like whatever flyover state he's in does not want to hear dave Chappelle come out and make fun of gay people and trans people <laughs> Even if the jokes are funny, they don't want to hear it. It might be on Mulaney's shoulders for for knowing that his audience Bro, Mulaney's audience Mulaney's audience fucking lines up at Blue Bottle and fucking wears masks and has has like Bernie stickers on their car still. Yeah. That's his audience. But like, my question is, that. has has he created has he consciously created that audience of people who want safe twee jokes or has that happened organically because his delivery and style and presentation, like he's wearing, he's always wearing a suit and a tie it's and he speaks very no, enunciating, why. you know, he enunciates, he doesn't use blue words too much, you know, it's kind of family friendly. So, but he's also like, yeah, I love that his, I love his family friendly comedy. That it's like, yeah, I, I'm in rehab for the third time for Coke. <laughs> well, that, that's uh, the other, that's, that's what makes that's not my wife. That's what makes me wonder if like the crowd found him because of the way he looks and the way he talks yeah or did he yeah. see a hole in the market of like all right there's all these people out here who want to laugh but they're also twee pussies who are easily offended can i find a little window no. of opportunity no. there jason no he looked no 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 he's just he looks like that and he he looks like eddie haskell and he dresses <laughs> like that like he mm-hmm. could be, you know, like the Nationals guitar tech. Right. But the irony is he's done more cocaine and smoked more cigarettes than Dave Chappelle has. Yeah, he's actually probably pretty cool, but his audience isn't cool. Classic problem. That is a classic problem. But I still think that you have to know that that like no matter how legendary you think someone is, that doesn't mean your audience agrees with you. Yeah, that's true. And also Dave Chappelle's just not funny. I don't even think those jokes, I mean, those they weren't even jokes. It it's just, it's like not even there's no premise. It's just like him talking. He, yeah, he was just talking, just doing crowd work. He's, you know, he's on his victory lap now where he doesn't have to do much but just talk about people in the crowd, you know, asking somebody if their if their emotional support dog licks his dick or something like that, you know. It's not they're not well thought out jokes, but he can do that if he wants to. I think both of them are are talented stand-ups, but it's just when you have a sense of humor, like a huge part of having a sense of humor is means you're not easily offended. It means you could l- laugh and joke about yourself. Yes, but that's over now. I know. I everybody's know. E- everybody's easily offended, even if they pay a hundred dollars to see John Mulaney in his fucking tie on a on a Saturday night. It, it's like it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're going to you, you're going to a, I think some people are going to a comedy show hoping they'll be offended so they can get mad. So they can get like we're I I went to. The, you know, you went to this fashion show so you can check out fashion, but it's also going to turn into content 
you're going to be able to talk about it on this show. Yeah, but we do, but we do this for a living. Right, right, right. But people, so people might go to a comedy show, pay the money, yeah, just so they ha- they'll have some to get on fuel Facebook, to start firing yeah, off these tweets for no money to get on Facebook and let their or friends, do a very special Tumblr post. They're doing a next door post saying that John Mulaney's a nuisance, and then we got to get him out of here. No, I mean, <laughs> I just don't think Dave Chappelle is funny, and I think it's Mulaney's responsibility to understand his fandom is not going to appreciate th- that brand of humor and there's 12,000 like it's a, it was like a lot of people like they, he he was making a lot of money that night it's like mm-hmm. also Mulaney has been getting killed for the last year like he left his wife for a fucking for a, a loser they got a kid that no one knew about he just can't win he went to rehab <laughs> this ain't the time to be bringing Chappelle out that's mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm mm-hmm. mhm like that, you got to understand what this looks like. The injury is still healing. Yeah, it's also like where where are the people? Like where is the manager? Where's the booking agent being like, nah, we're not going to do that tonight. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it makes you wonder. Did Mulaney reach out to Chappelle and say like, hey, I'm I'm in Ohio. Do you want to come? You know, do ten before my set. I think it'd be fun. Or was it, hey, Mulaney, you're in Ohio. I'm here right now too. You mind if I hop on and do ten? In that no, case, I, I think I, can Mulaney ever say it's hard? Even no, if Chappelle's hot right now, it's hard to say no. I think Mulaney asked him. I think Mulaney asked him because he's such a. I'm such a fan of comedy, and Chappelle's one of the greats. He's one of the. He's a murderer. He's the all time best. And just like <laughs> his dick got hard, and he forgot what the bottom line is. And the bottom line is the people who pay money to see you. And now, I mean, look, it's an isolated. I'm sure it's like ten people who are actually mad, mm-hmm, but the mm-hmm. optics of it are not good. Him giving Chappelle a platform is not good for him. Sure, 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 sure. Maybe, uh, maybe Mulaney hates his his tweet, easily offended, fragile fan base that he has inadvertently created. I'm sure he does. And he's but hoping that I'm maybe sure he, does. he hired Chappelle to open to kind of crack a few of these eggs to make his omelet to kind of no, put the put no. the fear in a bunch of people no. and bring a few more people on. Absolutely not. Mulaney <laughs> didn't think it through and he's eventually Olivia Munn's going to take him to the fucking cleaners whether it's child support or alimony. We we don't to be determined. Olivia needs a new set of veneers, baby, and she, the one she gets ain't cheap. Olivia's getting the 75k veneers, you know, the the G4 <laughs> checks are drying up like <laughs> Mulaney's paying, so he's got to figure it out. But I mean, that, that Maxim magazine mailbox money—it's starting. To, <laughs> Do you get residuals? There's, there's more. There's the, the, there's a lot of zeros on them, but they come after a decimal point. That, now, yeah, it's, a, it's looking like my royalty checks from my book. It's unfortunate. It can't can't even get you a cup of coffee in this town. Mm. I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I also you know another comedy news. It was Pete Davidson's last night. Uh, on Saturday Night Live last night, I watched his little update clip. He got a little misty mm-hmm. at the end. I haven't watched it yet. I'm more misty that ever that that King Kyle Mooney didn't get a proper send off. I mean, I think Kyle Mooney's probably the most underappreciated person that's ever been on that show. Uh, I think him and him and Keenan, pro- or contem- contemporary yeah. cast members. Yeah, Keenan's Keenan's a soldier. No, Keenan's a soldier. Like Keenan does it for everyone. Everyone loves Keenan. and he's he's spread out so thin that you know he's just an omnipresent guy. But Kyle was like. The guy for like the weird kind of socially awkward, you know, quote unquote random people. No, yeah, he was like random weirdo bro representation on national television. That was kind of 
you know, maybe the first time in history. You're right. I know you can't relate to that. I think all the bottle service girl, white bottle service girls in New York are happy Keenan's gone. Um, but <laughs> Keenan's I know not that... gone. Keenan's still on the show. <laughs> no, I know. I'm kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> all the New, Jersey, the New Jersey bottle rats. <laughs> no, but I mean, but Kyle is funny. But Kyle, I mean, that guy will be like, he'll write forever. He'll be, he'll be, he'll he'll be, be good. I, I feel like all the heads that are really famous love him, probably. It's one of those situations. Kyle, come on the show. Yeah, Kyle. Let's do a post-mortem. We'll give you a, we'll give you a platform, something that Lauren could never do. <laughs> you know, Lauren, mm-hmm. Lauren would, would cancel your, he wouldn't put any of your stuff on the air. Yeah. And he didn't even give you a proper send off. How long on? Yeah, come over here. Come, come on over here. Come over to. Uh, all right. Well, I love that comedy segment, Jason. Nice. Shut up. How long gone, baby? Follow me at Them Jeans. How long gone? Follow DJ Them Jeans on Instagram and Twitter and wherever you get your mixes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, you know, whatever, whatever Check you Check me out use. on OutdoorVoices.com backslash the recreationalist. <laughs> I, may, I, I archive the pages. Don't worry. If you need a PDF, I've got it. It's in the Wayback Machine if you absolutely desperately need it. Uh, pray for mm-hmm. me as I try to stay up till 10 p.m. tonight to go to Balenciaga party and then get up at 5.30 to go to Long Island tomorrow for a photo shoot. Uh, it's all Ooh. it's all out here, Jason. And thank you to the kind folks at Balenciaga for hosting me. Thank you for the kind folks at Christian Dior for hosting me. Um, thank you to Golden Voice. Thank you to Gigi's and Al Wilmot for hosting us. I mean, I mean, Jason, we have a lot of people to thank. I think we got them all. 